Hey everybody, welcome to Who Cares? How's it going, hon? It's great, hon. What sort of journey are we about to go on? A very sexual one, because today <gasps> we have the hilarious, the amazing, the beautiful Rachel Green. That's right, Rachel Green. Take us on a ride. Check it out. Who cares about Ross and Patrick? I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks for doing our podcast. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Amazing. It's great to see you. You said you uh, got to check out the local flavor in the neighborhood. You I got some did. food? I had some uh, arroz con pollo y vegetales. Ooh. Where at? <laughs> up, Delicioso. Up, up Knickerbocker, like one of the places with it the buffet. It was not very good. It was fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not very good. <laughs> no, it was like, I, you know, I when I bop around the city, I don't really plan food yeah i don't yeah. i should be better at planning my day around yeah. food but i'm not that good so like instead i would rather get that than like mcdonald's yeah yeah totally yeah so sure. i was like all right you know what they'll probably be like a local place yeah. so i stopped in and it was like you know yeah the hot trays yeah if, if you went to nunez right outside the train that's my spot i love that place yeah For I like think that's, eight bucks i can get like two meals worth of food. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, it was legit right outside yeah. the yeah, train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little Smelled good. I yeah. love that yeah, place. It was like stewed chicken yeah. with like yellow rice and like some broccoli and juca. It was right. fine. It was great. It, yeah. I mean, you know, for what it was, I was like, okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize you were Latina. I am not. You're not. <laughs> I mean, the, your pronunciation of these words are incredible. Thank you. I, I actually did a musical once where I played a Dominican woman and I, I was going to the cast. I was like, guys, How's my accent? They're like, well, fine, duh. I mean, you're Latina, right? Yeah. And I'm like, no. Well, these these <laughs> hoop, okay. these hoop earrings you have on, I'm like, this uh, is Jenny from the block, Rachel from the block. I do like to rock the chola look. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I mean, Rachel Green is your name, right? Yeah. So you're a Jew. Yeah. No? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> There's yeah. like a Mediterranean Latin crossover. Yeah. Sephardic, yeah. maybe yeah. something like that. Uh, not at all, but I mean. <laughs> Totally Eastern European Jew, yeah. uh, Russian, Romanian, English, Polish. Okay. And, um, but for some reason, I mean, I don't know. I've never done the ancestry thing, so yeah. I'm sure I'm Sephardic in there somewhere. Sure. And, you know, when I'm tan in the summer, definitely, you know, so as an actor, I'm sort of ethnically ambiguous, yeah. they like to call it. Sure. Um, I don't want to take any roles away from, right. you know, people of uh, various uh, ethnicities and Dominicans colors. because that high school play you nailed the role <laughs> and for the rest of your life you're taking all those roles <laughs> you I can't mean, help how they cast you can't yeah. help how they cast <laughs> uh, first thing I just want to say huge fan of your Instagram feed oh thanks I mean the most beautiful photos of like your enormous cans uh, you talked about putting your cans on your headphones but I just want to shout out your Instagram so people will check out Thank you. like what it looks like. Like, cause we're in 2019, like. we're in 2019 and it's all like, I, I don't know. There's something ever like just recently, I feel like I really noticed you really just putting these beautiful images of yourself up there. And I'm, it's just got me really into like, like, yeah, that's what it looks like when somebody just like owns their sexuality and their their beauty and just like wants to share it with everybody so i just want to make sure we mention it so that people can check you out on instagram is it well, at rachel green so it is uh the one 
Rachel Green. So it's right. the word the, then the number one, right. like the numero. Uh, and then Rachel Green, R-A-C-H-E-L-G-R-E-E-N. I have to say that because Jennifer Aniston, that was her name on Friends. Oh, <clears throat> so I can oh never God, just, that's yeah. right. I can never just be Rachel Green. Yeah. Um, oh, no. And in the acting world, I've started using my middle name, Rachel Paula Green. Oh. But for comedy, I don't know. That just doesn't feel, for an actor name, I feel like it's fine. But for comedy, yeah. it feels like, eh, it's a little much. Rachel Green, I think I'm the only Rachel Green comedian. Yeah. Um, so I think if you Google that, like my website, rachelgreen.nyc yeah. comes up. And I figure even if I have to do jobs in LA, I'll always be a New Yorker. Yeah. So yeah. dot NYC because dot com is some like Australian mm-hmm. healer named Rachel Green. <laughs> Man. I don't know. Yeah. It's a very, um, it's a very generic name, I guess, but you are not a generic person. <laughs> thank you. I do want to give photo credit though, because yeah. those gorgeous pictures are another awesome Rachel. Her name is Rachel Esterline. Cool. And she is Amazing. Yeah. I met her through my comedy wife, Jack the Stripper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we were out in San Francisco doing a tour and she was like, well, obviously we're going to do a shoot. So Rachel specializes in shooting uh, strippers. Oh, oh amazing. Cool. And she's just, oh my God, she just, she knows how to like pull out your essence. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I mean, in her gorgeous apartment, she has like a fog machine That's great. And, <laughs> and plants and fur and crystals oh and you just... She's like, here, drink wine, smoke weed, you know, That's like great. like whatever's going to make you feel sexy yeah. and go. Yeah. And so we just had fun and we just did this. I don't know. We shot for maybe 45 minutes an yeah. hour and we were giggling and being silly and just trying things on. I mean, there were some pictures that do- did not make the cut. Like she wanted me to try like me with like a knife in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I don't feel sexy with a knife yeah. in my hand. <laughs> so we're going to do axe murderer now. You're like, that's not me. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, I guess for like, I'm sure there's some badass stripper who's like licking a knife and it's like really hot. And yeah, I, yeah. that's just not me. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, I think, yeah, doing the Venus, I've always been super sensual and sexual. And I did have a friend, another photographer, Alyssa Renee, who now specializes in children's photography. Kind of like. Interesting. <laughs> Kind of like an Ann Gettys, you know, with like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> go figure, right? But when we were younger, we would, you know, like get really high. And by the way, can I say things like that? Just yeah. like to check. Yeah. yeah. Can I curse? Yeah. Whatever Anything you want. want. Yeah. Okay. Literally. I always like to check. Um, but she had taken this amazing photo of me when we were younger. Uh, you know, I was such a 90s girl, like the Chola stuff, but yeah. also like all the leopard you could think of, oh, yeah, yeah. which is coming back and it's making me so happy. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, she had taken a picture of me on like a leopard rug or something on like all fours with like this very sultry kind of and like, what age do you think you were? At the I time? believe I was like 17. <laughs> and I was like, mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, so when we did the shot with Rachel, we also took one of those. And, nice. and so I'm not, I'm not, foreign to taking sexy photos but i think working a lot with jack yeah and how she um just has like a blast with sexuality and making not light of sex work but but the levity in it you know and and making it humorous just talking about it yeah so that people like get a better understanding of what it is and for me it's like well i talk a lot about sex in my comedy and i like taking the stigma out of sexuality. And so it's yeah. become this thing that's sort of bigger than us Yeah, where it's like, Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh, that, though, that's yeah. our brand. And, and 
honestly, your reaction is the reaction that 99% of people have. And it, yeah. and that makes me, they're like, your Instagram makes me so happy. And yeah. I'm like, yay. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I get to make people happy with my titties. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like I respond on a caveman level yes. of just like that, that there's something comfortable about it. It's comforting. It's like safe. It's warmth. It's like uh, life giving, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice to be of service. You know? Yeah. I'm glad that I can make a difference. Well, it's also like permission granting too, right? It's yeah. like you're putting these photos out and being like, yeah, look, enjoy. It's cool. Like, yeah, I'm fine with it, you know? It's very rare. I mean, maybe I'm not big enough yet, but it's very rare that I get a negative comment. Yeah. Um, most of it's yeah, super those positive. Will, those will probably come from some real <laughs> pieces of shit. I did get one the other day in my DMs and I was like, oh, right. This is why Jack says don't look at your DMs. Um, oh, wow. I, I haven't heard that. I've always heard don't look at the comments, but man, that's see, that's a no, that's, I get some real weird DMs. Most of them are just like creepers that are like, oh, my God, your titties, girl, blah, 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 yeah. which I'm like, Ugh, whatever, fine, delete. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. And this one guy the other day was like said some shit about like you and your long ass and like your titties were fine but your ass is nothing you ain't no black girl that's insane that he <laughs> was, was like, like going oh. item by item and i was like wow i was like oh okay and it, at first i was i honestly was like a little bit hurt because i was like why would you say that and then i was like okay that's just you have too much time in yeah. your hands. Yes. Totally, totally. And like, who's spending that time doing well, that? And first of all, I never tried to say that my ass was better than my tits. Yeah. Um, never tried to say that I was competing it's with probably, or trying to be anyone no, else other uh, than myself. Yeah. And I literally, I think, I have two posts with my butt. Yeah. Most of it is my titties. Yeah. You know, but. <laughs> The money makers. Right. I mean, I know, like, I don't have some badunk dunk. It's not flat either, but, you know, this is my body. I mean, it it is a general, like, let's have fun with sexuality. So, yeah, if I was, like, twerking in the snow and was having fun doing it and I posted it, like, that's supposed to make you laugh. Yeah. It's it's not supposed to make you upset yeah uh, yeah well it's it's that's uh, crazy i'm sorry you got that dm but um, yeah. yeah like so many images that i think the first one was like a close-up of the the, the girls and uh <laughs> and i i just had to show i like showed ross i was like look at this photo like you had it was just he's been raving share. about you to me for like so long because yeah. he i mean he also knows that like you're my type. You're my type of girl. Yeah. <laughs> like she loves to talk about sex. She's like very open. She's like in your face. I'm like, uh huh. Go on. Funny yeah. as hell. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yes. you. In Thank fact, you. we met. So first time I met you was in a sex dungeon. I, I wasn't think. a dungeon. Is it a dungeon? Oh, so dramatic, uh, honey. No, so we we did. I wasn't sh- whipping you. Yeah. <laughs> so we did the You're show. Like, I know a dungeon that was not a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't. There was no St. Andrew's Cross. There yeah. was, you know, no that was suspension. My, that was my first time at the Hacienda. Have you been there? Have you worked with them a lot? So, listeners, uh, mom, you know, cousins, relatives. Uh, there's a. <laughs> There's a brownstone apartment in Bushwick that the post is written about. I can talk about there this, There's right? several, actually. Yeah, it's really? pretty public, isn't it? Oh, they're Hacienda? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they want to be public. Yeah, they're like I in mean, the newspaper. They're, they're, they're a money-making machine. Yeah. I mean, they're they're putting polyamory sex parties out there 
regularly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, they're, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So it's this apartment building where it's people who live there are all polyamorous. And then in the basement is this space. It's a multi-purpose space, I suppose. When yes. I went to set up, we did a comedy show there. And when I went early in the day to set up, there were some stained mattresses that had to be moved. <laughs> uh, there were some rope piles of rope that needed to be corralled. Uh, there's uh, my favorite part of the, about the whole place are these little AV carts that are around. Of course, that's that, your favorite part. That have supplies. <laughs> no, that, there's no AV equipment on there. It's all like it's like gloves and lube gloves and, and lube <laughs> and like cleaning supplies and alcohol, rubbing alcohol. Uh, all that fun stuff. And oh I'm like, that's God. so good that there's like a cart for yeah, this. You've got a supply, you know? Yeah. Ironically, Hacienda has been around for a very long time. I mean, it's not the oldest sex party in New York by any means, but... Um, I was super excited to do this show because I was like, oh, my God, I've never done jokes in a place where I've had sex. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was so exciting to me. But then I got there and I was like, oh, this isn't even the location. Like they've been around long enough that the they have opened up more locations. I think now there might be like three in Brooklyn. But yeah, no, I know the founders very well. And um, yeah, I mean. I did go to some fun parties at the original Mm -hmm. Hacienda. Um, And it's become such a popular thing that, you know, for me, that particular show that we did, I started off talking about another party called Chemistry. Mm -hmm. And like two people in the audience knew what I was talking about. And I was like, whoa, I'm an old slut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that. So you tell us about being an old slut. Yeah. Well, tell us about when. When did you get to New York? Are you a New Yorker? I'm a New Yorker. Okay. I'm so originally from Long Island. Oh, what town? A Melville. Okay. I went next to, to Dick Sales and Huntington and yeah, I went to Whitley Heights post college. So uh, I, oh, know, I know CW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they call it LIU now. Ah, uh, but yep. I love I love Long Island. It was oh. CW post back in the day. Yeah. I remember. Uh, so you moved to New York. Like, when did you start living in New York? Uh, or when did your like party days begin? Because I guess you could do the L-I-R-R from Melville, right? Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> hmm, I'll give you a little background. So um, before I found out that there was like parties, like I think I knew probably theoretically in my mind and from watching porn, you know. Like 17 year old Rachel in her leopard print photo shoot (laughs) she's got ideas she's got plans yeah i um well the background of the the slutness um lost my virginity pretty young at 14 Mm -hmm. always had like older friends and just wanted to like experience everything found my dad's porn when i was eight nice can you remember any titles or imagery uh tower of power hell yeah that's an amazing funk band was it funk related (laughs) not at all but it did star the Debbie from Debbie Does Dallas. Nice. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And there was like super bush back in the day. Oh, I, I love mean, that. it was God just bless like, it. it was amazing. I, I still I, love I that. I will never forget. There was this one scene. I don't know what the porn star's name is, but in the movie, his name was Dan. Mm-hmm. And Dan goes down <laughs> on Debbie and he literally goes from like a clean face to like, it looks like he has a full on <laughs> porn stash with her like bush. It's just like on his face. That's great. brilliant. <laughs> And that was in Tower of Power? That was in Tower of Power. He was like a businessman and she was the wife and everybody's sleeping with everybody. A real storyline. But then there's like, but then of course, like there's a random scene with uh, Plato's Retreat. 
Oh. Which was a legit New York sex club back in the oh, day. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, of course, like uh, Ron Jeremy's in it too. Yeah. I mean, it was. Oh wow, this sounds like a real classic. Oh my god, Every, <laughs> it, had, it had everything. I mean, it had sent. Oh no, am I confusing? I might be because there was an. I'm confusing two of them. There was another one with like a woman. I think it was just one moment. Yeah. That, but she played twins. And of course, like okay. one, of, tricks. one of them was like really prude. And the other one was like super slut. And yeah. like, of course the slut was like, he's a bitch, you know? And like, yeah. and then the, the slut learns to be slutty. I, yeah. And when you're watching this at around 10 years old or whatever, like that's Humping pretty, the couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, another couch humper another in the couch room. Humper. <laughs> We've got another couch humper, everybody. <laughs> I just came up today because my friend That's has amazing. a daughter who I think is just under three and she sent me a photo of her and she was like wearing like those kid play heels and she was like, she puts these on every Sunday. Haven't found her humping the couch yet though because she like knows <laughs> when I was three years old, my dad came down the stairs and like saw me humping the arm of the couch, which was like a real ritual for me. Wake up before was the rest it, of the was family. It reverse cowgirl or regular cowgirl? Uh, well, it depends how you view the arm of the couch. <laughs> I think the back of the couch is like the head. So reverse. Know? I was reversing. Because uh, wow. I think Advanced. I was watching TV. Because you watching TV. I was watching right. TV. Yeah. So you two were couch humpers. You two were couch humpers. I just remember my dad going down the stairs, like locking eyes, seeing me, and then just turning around and going right back up the stairs. Oh, it's so You're good. Like, I'm going to leave her to this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, re- I, I was a, I just want to say real quick, you two were couch humpers. I was a carpet grinder. Oh, yes. So you told me that. I would just mash myself <laughs> into the carpet, face down in white, like tidy whiteies. Oh. Uh, carpet masher. Yeah, just oh, grinding it. Yep. So oh, good. <laughs> We just, you know, kids just don't know what the fuck is going on. I mean, what we do, though, we know that it's all about friction, right? And then it feels good. It feels good. That's the end of it. I mean, I remember being on vacation with my family. I must have been eight, right? And uh, maybe I was, no, I was 10. I was Mm -hmm. 10 because I'd already humped the couch at that point. (laughs) But I also learned that, like, if I was wearing some tight jeans and I humped a pillow, that would also create the friction. (laughs) And I remember, like, being on vacation in Vermont and being like, I forgot in the room and just like (laughs) I remember being on vacation in Niagara Falls Uh, Niagara Falls I was probably like a senior in high school or junior in high school or something maybe even saw I don't know whatever it was 15 16 17 got it we got it Uh, and I'm like I'm gonna take a bath I went in the bathroom just turned on the tub I'm gonna take a bath And you know when you're on a family vacation, it's like too many people sharing the same hotel room. Yeah, uh, it's and the worst. Yeah, I just I just went to town on myself uh, in the bathtub uh, with everyone I, in the hotel yeah, room on the felt, other side of the door. It felt Bold, like a huh? like a major victory. Yeah. Wow, oh, man, I, that sounds like my 18th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you lose your couch virginity. Oh yeah, right. So and then you you start exploring. I right. Assume. So real virginity came at fourteen, and then by the time I was about, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it was sixteen or seventeen, but I used to videotape weddings with my dad. Interesting. Yeah, which there's like a lot related to that because, um, how I lost my virginity, I have a joke about this, and my friend. Erin. So like, you know, I did used to talk like this back in the day, right? Because <laughs> yes. I'm from Long Island and I also did really think that I was a chola. Yeah. <laughs> so my friend Erin was talking to this guy, Shari. Meanwhile, what's, what's your dad's name? Arthur. Yeah. 
<laughs> Arthur Green. Arthur, we need Arturo to talk to Verde. <laughs> My dad Arturo. Not at all. Yeah. My dad is so fucking white. <laughs> he is pale, so pale. Yeah. It's like an old, typical, bald Jewish dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, very sweet, but, you know, likes his porn, you know? Mm. Hey. And you know what's so fucking crazy? He's a red-blooded like, American. Oh, man. He, you know, he would be like, oh, well, my, you know, because when I got older and we finally did talk about it, he was like, well, my friends would give it to me when they were done with it. I was like. That's what we did, too. Yeah, it's the passing around. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a lending library. <laughs> But yes. here's the thing. I think to myself, well, you know, my dad's in his mid to late 70s at this point in time. He must like not know where to get that. And then <laughs> the other day, well, a couple of weeks ago, we're hanging out and he's like, oh, yeah, da 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 Pornhub. And I was like, oh. nice. Good for Arthur. Oh, shit. Dad's watching porn. Arturo Verde, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I hope Arturo's using the uh, oh. Google incognito window. Probably not. He's not that advanced. D- delete I mean, those but, cookies, but, Arthur. I mean, he doesn't even, he'd probably be like, what's a cookie? Like, is <laughs> yeah. the computer going to give me a chip, chocolate chip? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, so my, uh, so my friend Aaron was talking to this mm-hmm. guy, Shari, and we found out that he was talking to somebody else. And, you know, back in the day with like my baggy jeans and my red lipstick and my door knockers, like I was the badass bitch and like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be fucked with and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So I decided to call this guy up and scare him. And I'm like, yo, you don't know who you fucking with. That's my best friend. I'm going to get my crew. I'm going to come fuck you up. Oh, shit. And dude literally on the phone was like, yo, ma, you sound nice. Uh, and you're and 14 like, at this I, point. Yeah. Oh my and, God. You know, I had a boyfriend at the time, but like I didn't, I didn't like we would just yeah. do oral. Like I didn't, I was not ready to like lose my virginity to this dude. And then uh, this dude and I. Have phone sex for the next three months. Wow. At 14. Yeah. He just like went full alpha male and yeah. he, it you turned you nice. on. nice. And wow. I was like, oh, wow. That flipped the switch on me. And was he a teenage boy too? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, maybe he was 15 or 16. Whoa. Wow. Shari sounds wow. sexy. <laughs> Holy <Bold>. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At 15, I was just like yeah. in a, a hotel bathroom in Niagara Falls. <laughs> Like sure, I don't, I don't know how to talk to girls, but I know how to fucking hurt myself in this way. <laughs> Use some goddamn lotion, Patrick. You're gonna break that thing. It's gonna scab up. Shari's like, yo, ma. Yeah, Shari's got a fucking harem at 15 years Trust old. Me, in it was Island. all fucking talk. Okay. Yeah. So I'm grinding a on carpet. President's Day, we decide that it's a good idea for him and his cousin to take a, like a two and a half hour bus ride across Long Island, and they come over, and my dad and his friend are editing wedding videos in the basement. That's hilarious. And we put his cousin in the living room. You know, he's got his cartoons or whatever. And I take up Shari upstairs and like I put on the mood music. Oh and my God. Wow. I mean, it was just awful. It yeah. was really awful. <laughs> like the sex was or the whole thing felt awful? Mostly the sex, but yeah. yeah. And you know, I, there was a group back in the day called Escape. Oh, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And they had mm-hmm. kick off your shoes and relax your yeah, feet. Yeah, of course. Party on day. You know? <laughs> so I put on this album thinking I'm being romantic and yeah. sexy. Um, and so we're like getting into it, whatever foreplay we did and not very good. And then like right as he's poking me and like he was really skinny. So his hip bones were like. <laughs> right, let's not body shame the skinny. Uh, no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, nothing about the skinny as far as body shaming. It was more just like he really didn't yeah. know what he was doing. So his <laughs> his bones were just slamming into me. Yeah. And as he's like slamming me and like not giving a shit about my poor little hymen, Aww. the next song on the album was a song that goes like, you gotta keep it pumping. <laughs> pull, 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 pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> Escape. Yeah. Triple escape. You gotta keep yeah. it pumping. You gotta keep it pumping. <laughs> pump, 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 pump it up. So did Shari keep it pumping and oh just like God. You I were f- like, stop it, escape. He doesn't need it. Oh of my this. God. Who knows how long yeah. it lasted? Probably six minutes, yeah. which is too six minutes too long. Cause it was yeah. like not even slightly pre- pleasurable. I mean, at that point I did have a boyfriend who would go down on me and give me orgasms, and that did not Good happen. Good for you. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It, that sounds like another advanced young gentleman who's like mastering cunnilingus. In I his, was a in freshman, and he was a senior. I look. I mean, I had some good sex in high school. Good I don't know you. about everybody else, but like my first kiss, my first fuck, my first blowjob—all really awful experiences. But I must have either just been really determined or really horny because I got over all those things. Yeah. You know, like my first BJ was like out in Montauk, like on the beach. Like you would think that would be sexy. Yeah. (laughs) But I was 14. So the dude was like shoving my Uh, head down and like. And also sand is not sexy. No, it was like on my knees and you know, I didn't know what cum was going to taste or feel Mm. like. It was just. Yeah. You got the salt water and then you got this salty cum. It's a whole. Yeah. Fucking salt lick. (laughs) (laughs) Sand is not sexy. I remember having sex after being at the beach, not even on the beach still, but somehow sand got involved in things Ugh. and it, it's it's glass it's yeah. fucking glass yeah. and Oof. it cuts you and Oof. anyway um yeah did you have was your family like open about sex and talking about it and stuff not really like my family was not weird about naked like okay. nudity um like Ar- you Arthur's know like coming through <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, you know, it was kind of like I'm an only child. So it was like if somebody had to use the bathroom, somebody had to use a shower. We have a small house. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of like, boop, this is what I'm doing. It wasn't like, you know, gratuitous, like, Rachel, here's my dick or here's my yeah. vagina. But it was like also not weird. Not like, like I'm hiding. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it was just like, this is this is what we are. We're, we're people. And hence, you know, when I found the nude beach at 19, I was like, oh, Huh. Like yeah. I was, if my friends brought me and I was a little bit like, I don't know. And then yeah. by the end of the day, I was like naked and getting painted. And, you know, it's like, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? Oh, I had my, f- so I was videotaping a wedding with my dad when I was probably like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And the DJ was super hot. He was like half Puerto Rican, half Italian. He had blue <laughs> eyes. And it's I'm going to assume yeah. he had like a very sculpted chin strap or beard. Or, uh, probably. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, like I think I think he had a Caesar haircut. I yeah. think that's what we call yeah. it. Right? Yes. L- um, very little hair. Ton of gel. <laughs> so much gel. Crunchy. Yeah. But he was a DJ yeah. and he was also a really good salsa dancer. Ooh. And I was like... You're like, I'm Latina. <laughs> and like the way he could just like spin you on the dance floor. I was like, I am going to fuck this dude. You're like, dad, <laughs> taking a break. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was kind of amazing when I would do these weddings with my dad. Cause I looked older. I didn't have these titties, but I still had pretty big titties and 
I was mature. So like, yeah, I would have the best time. Like the, the caterers, like they'd hook me up with drinks and like, I so cool. You know, I would hook up like with like a cater waiter and you know, like it was great. You this know, is or, like the perfect family backdrop for a sitcom or a funny movie. <laughs> it like, kind of is, I've actually. never heard of a father daughter business partnership shooting wedding videos. Like that's such a funny angle. You know, I don't want to turn Thank this into you for a, that, but I'm. We should, we should talk about this. I don't know. I like this idea. I n- it never dawned on me. I mean, me. that's like so unique. I've never heard anything like it. But I don't want to get too far off track turn here. Turn this into a brainstorm. Yeah. I, will, I will say this though. My dad is so cool that um, it was funny because when we would videotape the weddings, he would. He would go smoke pot with one dude. Nice. And I would go like the still photographers and I would go smoke pot with another dude. And then one day we realized that we were both smoking pot and we were like, well, fuck it. We should just all smoke pot together. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Our last name is green. Right. <laughs> so then we just started like getting really high, like not, you know, the ceremony was very serious. Like yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah. mess that up because you can't redo that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we would be totally sober for that and totally sober for like the beginning, like the essentials, right. The first dance yeah. and all this shit. But man, when like they would have break for dinner, we'd be like, that's amazing. You know, like, you know? Yeah. Cause they're all starting to get shit faced. Anyway, exactly. At that point and you're like, yeah. Oh, what's left the garter. No one needs to be sober for yeah. that. You yeah. know, you probably shot in so many fancy towns and so many fancy weddings. There was a lot of fun. I mean, we had talked about this one time. I mean, there would be such bloopers, you know, there was yeah. one time, you know, the garter thing nowadays, I don't even think people Ross do it anymore because that. she hates it. <laughs> well, it's so outdated. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so it's, I wouldn't say it's quite misogynistic, but it's just old. It's creepy old too. heteronormative bullshit. Exactly. Right? That's you it. You know? And so this, of course this one wedding, this like 10 year old kid catches the garter right. yeah. and a like 60 year old woman catches the bouquet. So everyone's like, now that 10 year old kid is going to be addicted to gilf porn for the rest of his life <laughs> and buddy if you are it's fine that it's happens okay. to be one of my favorite genres so <laughs> but yeah so the still photographer he was trying to be helpful and so he like puts out the chair but then everyone's like oh so then he pulls out the chair and then he puts back the chair and of course he pulls it out she goes to sit down she oh no falls oh on her God. ass Luckily, she didn't, like, break a hip or anything. Seriously. She's got so, thick bones. Uh, Ross has thin bones. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the ER doctor fucking told me. Can you believe that shit? He's like, your bones are very thin. <laughs> yeah, she broke her arm roller skating last week, so. And I was like, thank you so much. Right, so, so the lady hits the floor, and then what happens? You know, so that makes me feel better when, you know, people be like, oh, girl, you big boned. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to get a, a, radial head, a radial head fracture. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, and then there was like another time that my dad like straight up walked into the cake, like had half oh, the cake no. on, no. on his tux. It was magical. I was oh, like, God. <laughs> so are you good at like tech stuff, like shooting video and recording yeah, sound I, and all I've that stuff? I produced my own movies and stuff. And whenever, you know, as an actor, whenever I'm on set, I always hang out with the crew because yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah. this is awesome. You know, that's amazing. I, I freaking love that stuff. And I actually, I mean, I tried to. I did have like my own sort of like wedding video business for like a short while. Oh, and cool. then I had done it so many times with my dad. Plus that, that I was like, you know what? Number one, this is fucking depressing because like 
maybe 20% of the people getting married yeah. genuinely looked in love. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. You know, you would just like, you could just tell right away, like who the bridezillas were and who was marrying for money and who was marrying because wow. they got pregnant. Like yeah. it was just. That's so interesting. You're I seeing mean, it were, from such a different oh my side. God. There was a wedding where the groom tried to make out with me. Ugh. Oh, oh my God. God. And, and like everybody was shit faced. It was gorgeous. Of course they spent like tons oh, of money on those it. Those are always the ones that go up shit's Creek. I and feel like, like. The, the brothers like got into a fist fight wow. and they had like the, the glass, um, uh, the vases with the, like the, the flowers and the, the marbles and shit. It was like everywhere. Oh my God. I mean, we were just like, what I the think, fuck? I think for some personality types, like I, I used to work as a TV producer and I used to shoot, um, like a lot of families. Uh, like going out to dinner and things like that and I always talk about how like that would make them feel very special and powerful to have like a camera crew with them so they would be like oddly mean to like waitresses mm. and waitstaff and things like that so I think the similar psychology might happen during a wedding where like you feel like a rock star. It's like this sure, whole night is about me. You feel like it's people start to feel day. celebrity level status maybe. So this guy trying to make out with you, it might be like, this is my fucking night. Like I should be able to make out with that whoever I want. He was probably a scumbag, but he was probably a drunk <laughs> See, For me, scumbag. if I feel there's cameras on me, I'm going to try to like, you would think, yeah, you know, uh, put across a decent image yeah, i mean totally yeah. but then you throw alcohol in and it's done yeah. you know yeah. you just throw shit because you know what wedding is an open bar right? right it's like there's just shit tons and everybody's like it's your wedding let's yeah. go easy let's do shots yeah um the point of me telling you about the dj was that was my first threesome by the way amazing <laughs> at at 17 yeah whoa yeah. Wow. we just had our first we it was oh. our first each of us individually cool. and together. Oh, that's so nice. In our, I know. In our second half of our thirties. Yeah. Uh, so. Man or woman? Woman. Gal. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Which is both of our preference because I'm actually legitimately attracted to women. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, I'm like one dong is good for me. <laughs> I want a pussy in the mix. <laughs> You know, ironically, I, I had a lot of threesomes in high school that, that whole sort of senior year, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, it was always two dudes. Wow. Good and it you. was, you know, like cousins. Really? Best friends. And I never really thought about it. A lot of high it. fives? Were they high fiving? Uh, Eiffel really. Tower yeah, and high fiving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was one time that um, I was riding my friend and his you know, his cousin was standing over him and I was blowing his cousin. And that's so interesting. Yeah. He looked up and, you know, of course, got like bird's eye view of his cousin. Balls. Stuff. Yeah. Just like, hey, he's like, oh, I love your cause, but your balls are in my face. And I was like, well, what, what did you expect? Yeah, like, yeah. What do you yeah. think we're doing There's, here? Yeah. <laughs> Swords will be crossed. Right. Like, did you send, I mean, I never did DP. I, I to this day, I've never done we, DP. I'm not really into anal, you know? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, you do that with your cousin. You get involved with your cousin and a lady. You're you're gonna tangle up some uh, some branches on the family tree. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I don't know what it was. I mean, for me, it was great because 
I always felt like queen for a day because, yeah. the, sure. you know, and they, this was, you know, for a threesome, it was fairly vanilla, right? Because sure. these were not bisexual men. These yeah. were like straight dudes, yeah. right? And they're like reminding you that they're straight. Right, they're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we got into this girl. You know, whatever yeah. the fuck they said to each other afterwards, who gives a shit? But it, for them, it was like just, yeah, like, oh, here's this down ass bitch and she going to fuck both of us. And yeah. I was like, you know, but as a result, all the focus was on me, yeah. sure. my, my pussy, my titties, you know, whatever, like. That's true. My You're sexual. raising a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, no, it, it was just, uh, it's not to convince you otherwise, but it's I'm just. I'm easily swayed. <laughs> for me, it's just fascinating because so I never. let's talk more about Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but like I, I also didn't discover my attraction to women yeah. until like my mid twenties. Yeah, you know, going to Burning Man, going to sex parties. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so is, oh, is, is Burning is yeah. Burning Man the the gateway into <laughs> into your life? Would you say? Although I guess you were in it. I mean, if you're banging DJs at seventeen, were you like? I'm so interested because I actually was really. I was really prepubescent. I was like, I danced and did sports and stuff. So I just like did not develop and like had no boobs. No guys were fucking interested in me. I was actually like dying for it. And I was like so upset that I like wasn't having that experience. Um, and I didn't lose my virginity until I was 19 in college. And I really wasn't until like I kind of discovered that I was queer and like that was kind of later in college and stuff. But like i I so wonder like what other girls in high school mm. were thinking about you. Like, were you getting like a lot of shit from people? Like, were you getting yeah, like being like, branded, names? like branded it a like, slut? Like hearing, common. like hearing your account of it now as like an adult woman, it's like, wow, that teenage girl was so fucking cool and like into it and like open and down. And you sound like a confident young woman, but I wonder if that's like how it felt at the time. It did. That's um, fucking I'm, amazing. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> and and I'm how really do you lucky. How do you think that happened? Did you have an example or like um, somebody that... I, I, You know, I think everything sort of adds to everything, right? So it's a mixture of finding my dad's porn, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, having older friends who yeah. were very sexual, who had no qualms about it. They were just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And I was like, well, I want to check that out, you know? And I think, you know... Although my mom is not very sexual, she's a very confident woman. I think it was that mixed also with the chola-ness, right? Mm. There was one particular friend, Andrea, and it's ironic because she's now one of my most conservative friends. She, <laughs> she but, found Jesus. <laughs> she's just, she had a child? No, she mm. just, I don't know. I mean, I, I think for her... Like for me, the sexuality, the, the going to nightclubs, the like all the things that I did for me was like... Uh, curiosity and a self-expression. I think mm -hmm. for her, it was a rebellion. Mm -hmm. And so then when she got older and could be on her own and maybe resolve some of her issues with her family for whatever she was, re you know, rebelling about, um, she then didn't have to do that anymore. And then I guess sort of went to what she naturally wanted or what she thinks. That's a very, you know, we kind of do yeah. like either we're exactly like our parents or the complete opposite. Yeah. Right, they say, yeah. so I think she just sort of, once she sort of like made up with her parents or got resolved about various issues, she then kind of went back to how they sort of raised her. Yeah. That's such an interesting distinction actually. And I haven't thought of it like that because I, I definitely identify more with like the self-expression uh, aspect of it. Cause I, 
my parents ever talked to me about sex, but they're very right. like liberal, open-minded people. Yeah. And so there was nothing really to like rebel against. Like yeah. I came home with like a trans boyfriend and was like, I'm queer now. My mom was like, okay, like fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, why are you yelling? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know? how my mom found out that I was bi, she was like, we were, I, I mean, granted, look, I was, we were at the nude beach. So right. That, that like the story starts <laughs> already. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, is Jeff ACDC? And I said, what? Like the band? <laughs> I said, what is, what does that mean? Mom, does that mean bisexual? And she was like, yeah, you know, he goes both, both ways. ACDC. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> right. And I was like, well, yeah, but, but so do I. And she was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> like it was just, that That's was so it. nice. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was great. Are your folks still together? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Happy, unhappy, maintaining. Somewhere in between. Yeah, somewhere in between. They bicker like motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how much fun they're having. I don't yeah. think they have yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And I know you get older and you have to go to doctor's appointments and do that sort of yeah. shit. But like they were, I asked them to get a divorce when I was 16. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? They've just you always. You very advanced. You're like tuned into the relational yeah. dynamics, yeah. the sex dynamics. You were dynamics. born this way. Yeah. <laughs> Old soul, only child. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it was like, and the thing was when they would bicker, they would make me the mediator. And uh, so, that's, yeah, that's tough. you know, and, and I could take, take note, honey. I could take, <laughs> I could take partial responsibility for it because, you know, having done work on myself, it was like, well, they didn't actually outright ask me to be the mediator. Sure. And in some way, being the only child and my mom had a miscarriage, I sort of made myself the caretaker of the family. Mm. And um, yeah, but nowadays I'm like, don't do that shit around me. Yeah. yeah. And as a brilliant therapist said to me, she's like, you didn't consent to their kink. And I was like, oh. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> me, so decode that for me, like meaning, meaning like, like if their kink is bickering, yeah. you didn't sign up for yeah. that. Yeah. Like that's if great. that's what makes them happy, yeah. You know that that kind of like the expression like comfortably numb, yeah. like like people get into these habitual things yes. that you know. Although uh, you're like, well, you can't be happy. It's like, well, yeah, but if they've been doing it for thirty nine years, like, it's you so know, familiar to them, like for them, it, uh, on some level. Tell yeah. us about this therapist. This therapist seems oh my super God. hip, sex positive she's person. Amazing. Um, I, I'm not going to mention her name because she's very good with. Um, no, actually, no. She would want me to mention her name. Mm. I'm dying for you to say because I'm hoping we have I the know, same couple therapist. <laughs> yeah, we go to a lady from like she's like a a sex uh, like kind of alternative. Yeah, she's like a kink. Yeah. She's on YouTube. I think as long as I don't talk about her in our sessions and things we've exchanged, yeah, yeah. then well, it's cool. Yeah, you don't have to mention it at all, but I think a big highlight to say is that you go to therapy. I went for we, a year. Yeah. I went for a year and we like, like I had done seven years of landmark education. So, oh, you, you know, did landmark. Yeah. Interesting. So I cool. had used their technology to really kind of peel the onion as yeah. well. Mm. And, um, yeah, so when I went into therapy, I like did it on like like on high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the sense of like, I would go in there and I'd be like, 
you, yeah, know, you probably we have all like work. work. You probably have worksheets and shit from Landmark, right? <laughs> like you're like here's <laughs> here's my uh, second year of. This is when this incident happened, and then no, but the thing was is that like I was used to like the rigor of their program, so when I would go to her, I was like, number one, this costs money, yeah, and number two, I don't want to waste her time or my time, sure. so I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna get it done and. I was used to having talked about things that made me uncomfortable, that made me cry, that made me angry. So it was just kind of like examining a lot of the shit that I examined in Landmark, but like on a, on a deeper level. Like I think of Landmark as the masculine side of things and Mm. therapy is sort of the feminine side. That makes a lot of sense. And so, yeah. So I kind of looked at some situations and stories and things that I was like, Oh, Mm-hmm. But definitely there was a lot of shit that came up about my parents. And, yeah. you know, when she would say that, um, yeah, Deb Berman is cool. my, my lady. Not ours. Not ours. But Deb sounds <laughs> but amazing. But she sounds great. She yeah. is. I mean, it's pretty cool. There's there's a, a secret Facebook group of a lot of, um, you know, alternative lifestyle, sex positive, mostly ladies or femme identifying. And, um, you know, someone asked for you know therapy recommendations and you know i mentioned deb and then like five people chimed in i was like yeah (laughs) because you know she not only works with um alternative lifestyle people polyamorous um she works with people who are into bdsm and different types of kink and sex workers and she's just awesome i mean like i went in and like her first like consultation just her first thing was like so what's your preferred pronoun and i was like I'm in the right place. Yes. You, you, yeah. that's you, great. Deb, you, you are my therapist. <laughs> Deb, this you. is gonna go great. Uh, no, because I had tried therapy, and this woman was just—I mean, I spent like half the sessions like explaining shit to her. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's great. You found yeah. somebody that works for you. Mm. Uh, so, all right. So, your teenager. I'm. I guess I'm. What I'm really curious about is like how you found your place in New York city, like long Island girl finds her scene, her people in New York. Like when did all that happen and how did it go down? Oh, <laughs> like, I no, know. Um, Light question. <laughs> yeah. Well, ironically, even though I've played violin my whole life, I ended up going to school for finance in Boston. Wow. Uh, yeah. MIT. And, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Boston University. That's I mean, an amazing I, school it's still too. a good school. Yeah. Be Jew. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, you come from two musician parents. They're like, could you not be poor like us? And I was yeah, like, sure. okay, I'll try. And uh, so now I'm an actor and a comedian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I went to finance school, but I'm sorry. It's not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. I tried it. Um, I started doing spoken word my senior year of college and then that more, but also my senior year, I took a lot of electives and I took this class called Stalking the Wild Mind and I became a Reiki master. Oh. And yeah. You, you are an old soul. You're after it. She's witchy. I get it. There's a witchiness. Yeah. There's crystals. She's in finance yeah. when she's doing Reiki, like yeah. whatever. So um, I was, God, I, I think I was laid off, fired, whatever. I was in landmark. I was trying to find myself. I was like one year I did spoken word. And the next year I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to do Reiki full time, which I would still do, except it's really hard to make like a really good living. Yeah. You have to do something else like massage therapy or acupuncture. Yeah. So I was in a women's group and I met this woman, Lisa and she was awesome. And she wanted me to train her in Reiki and I trained her and, 
now friend Beth. And uh, Beth wanted a Reiki master who drinks beer and swears. And Lisa was like, Rachel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And ironically, I threw Landmark. There was this guy, Billy, who was like my buddy in a program. And he was actually the first poly person I met because he and I had great chemistry. And we were buddies in this program. And he's like, I would like to date you. And I was like, but aren't you married? Mm. And he was like, "Uh uh-huh. And I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) So I actually went to the polyamorous picnic and he like announced me when I arrived, like, oh, Rachel Green's here. And then my friend Beth, well, who I didn't know at the time, she turns around and she goes, you're my Reiki master. And so that was like the first thing. And then we ended up like a synchronicity that shows you that like you're in on the right path or finding your people. I love, I love stuff like that. So long story short, uh, we did, uh, I trained Beth and Lisa in Reiki and then a bunch of us did a healing circle for a woman, a bunch of, uh, so they're part of something called freedom community, which they introduced me to, which is, a currently existing community that's like about whatever freedom is to you. So Mm -hmm. that can look like sexuality, arts, burning man, whatever. And you know, a lot of people have done transformational work. So there's like some level of integrity and making a difference in the world, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we did this healing circle distance healing for a woman in the community who was out in LA. And then we go to dinner afterwards and they're like, blah, blah, blah play parties and blah, 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 Burning Man. And I was like, what? What?" Mm. I was like, oh my God, these are my people. Yeah. And this is college senior year? No, this was at this point, I was probably about 24. Yeah. I want to say. 24. I don't know. And is this all in Boston still or did you? No, no, no. Sorry. So this is in New York. Uh, I've been in New York uh, working for a couple of years, trying the finance world, hating it. Yeah you know, doing spoken word, uh, while I'm doing the corporate thing, getting laid off. Were you off. going to the New Yorican? I was. Nice. I was. And they yelled, virgin, you know. Yeah. Do you have any <laughs> old tapes from that? Uh, yeah. I actually, at the time I had an album called Life in G. Amazing. Oh. And it's just, it's just spoken word. It is spoken word with a little bit of singing, a little bit of violin. You yes. have to yes. the synth. You have to revisit that album. You bold. have to re- bold. You have to revisit it and like do comedy about it or something. Because it's bad. Yeah, like because you're you're an amazing performer and like Thank you. you've probably changed so much and oh my god, like how the journey you, has been long. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. Well, it'll be in the show about the family business. Oh my God. I love this. <laughs> You're the lead writer. Um, yeah. Um, it wasn't all bad, but it was a mixture of erotic and political poetry. Yeah. So it's not totally off and, no, it's, the, the the vision was on. Like you're yeah, on the right side you, you of history. Were, you were on brand. I mean, you were on brand. I was on brand. Yeah. And I mean, I had one poem that was called Mounds that was about <laughs> my tits, you Ooh. know, and I had another one called Buzz that was like an ode to my vibrator. And, you know, like, Love it. so yeah, it's, it's not like I suddenly just became a yeah. slut, you know. What's your weapon of choice in the vibrator department? <laughs> You know, I really need to buy a new one. I want to get one of those like nice silicone ones. Yeah. And what what are they called? La 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 la. Oh, le- Levo, Lavo. Le- yes, I oh, have Vivo. Isn't Vivo. It Vivo? Vivo is a video like it's the other oh, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Vimeo? the silicone one. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's, um, that's, uh, I that's, know what you're talking about because I have the, uh, I'm like, I feel like I should warn any family Spotify. and friends it's, it's right Spotify. now that are listening. <laughs> My brother listens to this religiously and he's going to like hate that so I'm talking. So, talk so, so let's talk about <laughs> the clit sucker. Let's talk about the labia. Sucker. <laughs> yes, I have their clit sucker and it's great. <gasps> I've wanted to try Dude, the clit sucker. They're pretty great. It's crazy. I mean, I think I, I would like it, it because I clip. generally hey. <laughs> Stop. Let us finish. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm doing the white guy. Are you thing. circumcised? Uh, yes. I am. Yeah. So you do sort of have a clitoris. What? We should try it. Yeah. Just yank that. on that flap. No, of skin. you just yeah. push it on there. Yeah. The uh, the Corona they call it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> corona with lime. <laughs> Baby. No, I had a, that. Uh, Andrea taught me that. Uh, she's never going to listen to this podcast. So that's fine. <laughs> and for a second, I was like, oh. But yeah, you know, like it's like uh, it's like two inches down from the uh, from the tip, I oh. think. And uh, yeah, it's usually the the, the circumcision. And the spot. older I get, the older I get, the more it'll kind of become like Loosey a rooster's goosey. neck. <laughs> Just try that. The clit sucker will suck it right in there. Yeah, no yeah. problem. I, I well, I figured that I must love the clit sucker because I do like that in real life. Yeah. And I was actually with a gentleman the other night, and oh, he gentleman. was. <laughs> well, he he was an actual gentleman. Oh, it was good. just like all about making me come. I was like, okay. God bless. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and um, he was like, well, you know, how can I? improve or what 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 would make this even, what would make this even better for You're you like, uh. well, no, cause he was like spot on but like then his mouth kept like moving and I was like you're like half a centimeter away from like the perfect mm. spot right. and like yeah. I mean I'm enjoying what you're doing but like if you want me to come and like your mouth is not numb like like just do this and this. Yeah. And he's like, all right. I like so picturing I would, you with like a whiteboard and you're just diagramming this <laughs> as you're explaining that. So anyway, Laser yeah, I did tell him to suck on it and then go like that. You nice. know? Yeah. And so you, got like, you, you do that. You're great at that. Well, you're a great director. <laughs> High five. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to warn Dave uh, in our intro to this episode to not listen. Yeah, I mean, hey, stop it at about forty eight yeah, minutes. Exactly. I mean, this is where that's insane I mean, that you knew we're literally at like forty eight minutes. Oh, she's on point. No, we're on Shit. at fifty two, but the last time I looked, it was forty eight. I'm like, <laughs> she knows. Com- comedians know how to keep track. Of I also do voiceover, so nice. Yeah. yeah, Rachel Green uh, at Instagram.com. Just look her up. I will recommend. Um, do you know <laughs> the, the one Rachel Green? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The one Rachel Green. Uh, in our intro, we will get all your proper um, information. Awesome. Also. Unbound Babes. Do you know that brand? Talk to me. <laughs> They've got great sex toys and they're really, um, they're super like feminist, sex positive, like female run type of place. And uh, talk like their Instagram is really good. Oh, is that the and- girl on Instagram you've showed me? I'm not who, sure. Who reviews all these companies and stuff. No, that's Thongria. Do you know who Thongria is? <laughs> I have that's a prediction. Amazing. I have a prediction that Rachel is going to become very acquainted with these companies and personalities because you and Jack show. Yes, like all of these people would be like so into you guys. Venus Flytrap. <gasps> Can is I get incredible. some free stuff and yeah. test it out and give it reviews? Exactly. And post about it because I would love to. I mean, yeah. you seriously. Two, you two There's also it. this other brand called Shock Rubs. Do you know them? Yes. I have been wanting to try them. Yes, I want a rose quartz dildo. Fuck oh, yeah. Christmas is no, coming up. I, I was going to buy one for Jack for Christmas, and then I saw how much they were. Yeah. And also, like, 
I didn't know if her wife would be excited about it or kind of weirded out that like oh, her, that you were getting that it her, her friend was buying her a sex toy. Oh, Jack I'm, is married. Yeah, I, I think her wife would would have been totally fine with it. But I did have a moment of like it's just a consent moment. Is right? this weird? Yeah, yeah. So I gave her some crystals that were not you know for insert. <laughs> Please don't put that inside of you. This one's It'll a little dangerous. too jagged for entry. <laughs> like, yeah, no. It's not polished. So what was it? Unbound Babes? Unbound Babes. And uh, Thangria is... That she, sounds like a margarita, but also possibly an STI. <laughs> she's, <laughs> yeah, she's, she came down with the Thangria, went to Hacienda, didn't get the AV cart in time. <laughs> Things got real messy. <laughs> Uh, a bad case she, of Thangria. She's a sex. Uh, I don't know. I don't think she's done sex work, but now she owns her own boutique called Spectrum Boutique, which is like super queer, super feminist, like sex toy shop. And she does most of the stuff through. That's awesome. Instagram. Yeah, I would. I would like to reach out more because you know when Jack yeah. and I do our shows, our bigger shows, not like the monthly one that we do with the Lantern, but. Um, the like special edition shows we'll yeah. do it like Slipper Room or Club Coming or whatever. And it's all under the name Venus Flytrap, right? Yeah, that's become our thing. Yeah, it's, um, which is a great name. You know, we'll, we'll sometimes think of names for the shows like, you know, our Halloween show we always call Ghost Hits. Nice. And, um, <laughs> you know, like... Oh, there's another one called Mod. Write them down too. Um, and, you know, <laughs> for like our Thanksgiving show we call it Skanksgiving, you know. <laughs> Has so. Alan Cumming come to any of the shows at Club Coming? Not our shows. I mean, he has been at Club Coming, of he's, course, because it's so his cool. club. Um, yeah, we loved performing there. The only thing I didn't like about it was like uh, most of our audience had to stand. Oh. And so we were like, oh, man. You because know, like we just, you sold out or because. Well, we did like, sell out. And also there's just not a lot of seating there. So it's a that's great. Weird. It's a great. It's a great venue. But. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. 80% of the people end up standing. There's I just thought no, it was a cabaret club, which I always thought meant it, it would be a seated cabaret audience. No, there's Do like, I not know there's what like cabaret some, means? No, that is what there's cabaret some, no, there's, so, there's like booths along the side and then some tables, but then, and then there's like a little elevated section in the back with a couple of tables and chairs, but then everything else is standing. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, um, but Jack, yeah, we've done Slipper Room as well. And so, yeah, you guys got to reach out to something because these brands like well, want to be connected. That was to a you cool guys. thing. I often end the show with a song parody that I do. Uh-huh. I do. Um, I don't want to be giving it away, but um, I do a song parody of part of that world from the Little Mermaid. Yes. And I make it a song about sex toys and sex parties. <laughs> nice. And so Babeland was actually very generous. I said, hey, do you guys like, you know, want to sponsor because I need some props and they were like, yeah, and just gave me a bunch of sex toys. And I was like, what? They're That's like, so They didn't cool. even set up a merch table or anything. They were just like, yeah, shout us out, whatever. That's amazing. So I have like, you know, dildos and butt plugs and things nice. to go with my song. That's so great. Yeah. I love that. Because yeah. I feel like I need but I'd those. But I'd love to support these other guys. Yeah, like all of too. these companies, I think, are small enough, but also like their vision is to have more people know about them and like promote yeah. them in this way that's like, I'm sex positive. You're sex positive. Like, let's just all collaborate and put it out there, which is so great. I yeah. mean, I, I see it happening. Like, I see you and Jack on that. There's, <laughs> a, there's some photos you guys took on a convertible on the uh, beach, like in your sexy outfits. And you're like touring. You're putting on your show. You've Maybe there's a podcast that you start. Maybe there's a web series. I, I mean, want to start a podcast very badly. But Jack 
is hesitant, yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to just like sit around and talk shit. And I was like, okay, fair yeah. enough. So and she, she's a working stripper, right? She honestly at this point is more of a public speaker slash artist, yeah. novelist. Um, she's working on a pilot of a show that's, you know, about, you know, strip club. And um, I, I think at this point she's done with stripping in New York. Yeah. She will like, you know, tour. Special events. She'll tour and feature and, and do that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. Now yeah. it's more like the artwork, the activism. Cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and I, I, I just, I just want to finish the, 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 I bring it up just so that listeners like check out Venus Flytrap. It's such a cool show. And the two of you, you are an amazing duo and everybody on the comedy show, at least that I, I've seen and was a part of it's other people talking about sex positivity or sexual proclivities or whatever. And it's just such a fun thing. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I guess, Listeners, check them out. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, we don't have any separate sort of uh, Venus flytrap Insta or any of yeah. that or website because it's like, you know, social media is already kind of a thing to manage in itself. Oh, really. yeah, so, yeah, we know, you know exactly what you're talking about. People can follow the one Rachel Green or they can follow Jack the Stripper and then they'll, yeah. you know, know everything they need to know. Those, are, re- those are memorable names. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But and, um, Venus is our thing, yeah. How did you get connected to Jack the Stripper? We both, <laughs> we like to say we met in joke school. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we both took a class at Caroline's oh, and nice. I was, I wasn't even really into doing stand up. I was like trying to write a web series about my sex and dating life and it wasn't going so well. And my friend was like, yo, try stand up. And I was like, ah, you know, so I took the class and, um, Jack was basically the best part of that class. You yeah. know, I was mm. like, oh, she's cool as shit. Oh, she's talking about sex. I like this girl, you know? And she was like, oh, that's a cool ass bitch, you know? Like, and so we just like, <laughs> we started great. going to mics together. And luckily for me, I had met, you know, people who I knew through the acting scene that were doing comedy. So yeah, I started to get into it. And then we were, you know, I was doing my thing at the Lantern mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just barking outside like mm-hmm. free comedy show, you know? And, and then Craig Fox, my buddy, was like running things over there. And he was like, why don't you and Jack start a show together? You yeah. know, you guys are good friends and, you know, you talk about similar things. And I was like, it's a good idea. And then we were like, boop, Venus yeah. Flytrap. Yeah. That's so great. And your crowd is so cool. I, I did the show. Oh, amazing. And afterward, I'm like, I'm, I'm like in a conversation with two uh, doms and we're talking about their work and like trading Instagrams and all that stuff. And I'm like, what a cool crowd. Yeah. yeah they're amazing. Our, our fans were, we love them. Yeah. It's amazing because our show has become like slut therapy. We joke around, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, it, it is legit in the sense of like, it's become this beautiful, safe space for, you know, femme, femme identifying LGBTQ sex workers to come and just, have fun, mm-hmm. uh, have a voice, you know, and feel like there's like this, just a safe space to like come and chill out and fucking yeah. laugh and, you know, have a good time. And, you know, I've tried to put uh, an occasional straight white dude on the show and they usually bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've apologized to the audience members and they're like, Oh no, it's so nice to watch them <laughs> fail. <laughs> I had a hard time because I, you know, I've no. been talking about sexual, per- my proclivities on stage. I'll I'm, keep it vague if that's cool to you too. Uh, <laughs> but I had a hard, wh- I keep I, trying to tell him to just tell it. But what, what made me have a hard time <laughs> is that what, what I, what, what goes really well in regular rooms for me is that 
people are like, wow, that's kind of weird that this guy's into this stuff or that's, and there's a built in tension to it. Yeah. But the then, shock of it makes people laugh. Yeah. yeah. And, and for your crowd. You don't talk about it on the podcast? Not yet. Not really. Oh, I mean, interesting. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> so we, uh, I, I know secrets. At, you your know secrets. Sh- at your show, it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I did well and it, it was a yeah, fine you did great. set, but, but your audience is very much like, yeah, dude, who cares? Like that's, who, yeah, nobody, they were not shocked. Yeah, like <laughs> no. we've, we've, we've heard it all, and like in fact, we celebrate whatever you're into. Right. And yeah. Like, g- good. Good for you. You know. They really want people to win. I mean, the only time that they make a stink is when you know people either talk about sex work in a derogatory yeah. way, or you know, and, and they've they they've taught some people some things. You know, there was a guy who I had on the show, and um, he used the word hooker, and they were like sex worker yeah. and i was like okay well yeah that's actually he's got to learn this is yeah. a teaching moment yeah, yeah. and I mean, then he yeah. was like uh prostitute and they were like nope sex worker keep going yeah. <laughs> keep trying no, sex worker and he was like but it has the word pro in it they were like sex oh, worker and yeah. he's like okay and then he left feeling completely defeated like he bombed and i was like honestly dude i think you handled it pretty well because he then he then was like, okay, my bad. He received he, it. He kept going. He received it. He like didn't even want me to pay him. I was like, dude. Oh my God. Here's the thing. We all fuck up. Like, yeah. you know, you took the moment, you learned from it and you moved on. Like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, I've had women come on the show who, you know, I think of as completely woke. And then they told their stripper hooker titty bar joke, you know, and then had to be schooled that like, you know, the words change, you know, there are people still saying STDs out there, which is, you know, not as offensive, but you know, it's like, Oh guys, it's called STI now, you know, and different terms, you know, terms change, you know, we don't use the word tranny anymore. You know, we don't, we don't, you know, it's like people are learning, you know? And, um, I think if you're receptive and it doesn't have to be this whole, like, Oh, PC culture is so restrictive, blah, blah, blah. It's like, just, just learn the words, like yeah. just learn the words and the phrases and like you can still have fun. Yeah. yeah. Jack has taught me a lot of terminology. I've learned a ton about, you know, sex worker jargon and what's appropriate mm. and learned about twerfs and swerfs and, you know. What is that? I don't know those ones. Uh, uh, twerf is a, uh, hmm. so uh, the earth part is exclusionary feminism. So mm. swerf is sex worker exclusionary feminism and twerf is trans twerf turf or maybe it's t- swerf and turf mm. and that's trans exclusionary feminists. So mm. the, these are feminists who do not include trans women gotcha. and sex workers in their feminist stance. Right. Okay. Which is bullshit right yes yeah. yes it is mm-hmm. <laughs> yes it sure is well, that's so interesting yeah yes. it's it's we're in such a cool time because there is so much to be learned and people who are yeah. willing to learn unfortunately there's a lot of fighting to be done because some people don't want to learn and people are stubborn and slow to adapt but i think we're okay. like i do it all the time <laughs> i think we're we're getting there oh the ice yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm like straight up crunching ice like in the yeah. mic he's like Oh, <laughs> um, anyway, hey, people who are into uh, AS- ASMR, right? Oh, yes. yeah. You're like, looking at yes. one. <laughs> yeah, Ross has a real fetish for Not it on the mouth Instagram. stuff as much, but it's like um, there's all this like weird like crushing. The weird crushing. Yeah, the weird like cutting <laughs> soap is a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> you should have brought. And they want to crush. They want to crush. <laughs> they want to 
<laughs> so odd. Oh, that's nice. The that glass and the mic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay, the, I'll stop. It's the narration. The narration yeah. brings it home. Yeah. You it's, know? it's a lot of mouth sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like some people's worst nightmares. Like I have a friend that is oh like, God. it sends her over the edge. Like she cannot handle it. Yeah. Uh, there's a woman at work who like whispers and it's like, it's worse than just talking yeah. in a low voice. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Are you, as an actor, are you watching uh, True Detective? No, a lot of people say I should watch that. Uh, it's good. I like I it. I think it's trash. But there's so much. <laughs> I guess so much. Both. My roommate's like, "Fuck that shit. It's awful." There's it so much bad, whisper acting in it. It's we really turned on the fucking closed captioning the other night because we were just like, we literally and like, Herschel is an amazing fucking actor. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't think you're good in this show because the writing is like cliche and trite. And turn up your fucking And volume. stop doing mumblecore. Like, what is going on? <laughs> closed uh, captioning provided by. Yes, exactly. Now we just left it on. I'm like, are we those people that, like, love closed captioning on every show now? You know, my roommate subletted his room for, like, three weeks, and I we had an Italian guy staying in his yeah. room, and he had closed captioning because, you know, English yeah. is not his first language. Yeah. And I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah, you kept don't miss it a thing. on for a while. It's kind of the best. Yeah. Uh, uh, anywho. Yeah. Yeah. Before we, so we're, we're, we're getting there. We should we're wind down here. Yeah. Wind down. I was thinking, can you just comment on, oh. uh, I don't know, like the importance of sex or talking about sex. <laughs> just comment. Uh, the importance of being earnest. <laughs> uh, or like, I don't know, like, are you excited for the times we're living in? Uh, I don't know. Some like state of the union of sex. Yeah, could or, you just do a brief state of the union? Just, <laughs> Just summarize it. Like, I don't know. Out of all the people you meet, like, you must, there must be some people who are just amazed by, like, your personality, your life. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really I know, know what the question you, is. You know, I'm actually not the worst person to ask that kind of question. So that's fine. I'm actually okay with it. She's got it. Um, what I will say is this um, although we are living in a trying time where I do feel the nation and the world is in this ever growing dichotomy of. Mm people who want to learn and grow and, you know, be more open to everything. And then there are people who are just maybe scared and just, um, keep clinging to what they know and, and, and they're listening to the fear mongers. Yeah. Um, but for, I, you know, I think generally speaking and, and, you know, people criticize social media, but you know, you have a ton of information at your fingertips yeah. all the time. So that being said, um, you know, I'm actually, I'm not really poly anymore. Um, and I'm not even into BDSM as much as I thought I was. Mm. However, I do love sex and I love that my comedy and the show that I do with Jack has become this uh, thing where we're removing the stigma against uh, sexuality and sex work yeah. and that my Instagram, like you said, makes people happy. I think that sex could be fun. I think sex should be fun and I think it can be funny. You mm. know, um, there's nothing self-deprecating about my sexuality or my comedy. Um, and even when I was younger, like you said, you sounded like a confident teenager. I'm lucky I was yeah. like, I, I, no one ever called me a slut. Or at least onto my face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it was always like, oh, that's Rachel. She's just, she's a downy ass, 
you know, she's one of the boys. She likes to fucking smoke blunts. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's possible that there were people that maybe were too afraid of me to say anything because yeah. I, I did have a pretty large loud bark but I think also even back then it was kind of like people lived vicariously through me because yeah. yeah. I was like yo I like sex and I was like yeah, this dude you know he you know we were fucking in the back of his yeah. car and this was happening and it was so hot and you know and even when I went to sex parties like I would go with goals yeah like I <laughs> you know like I joke around about it. I'm like I'm a productive fucker you know like my one of my first like private sex parties I went with goals I was like I want to go down on a woman I want to use a strap on like I went with goals I say all that to <laughs> say, <laughs> I say all that because I'm like I don't know I I think whatever your self-expression is and that's I guess where Burning Man comes in a little bit you know, I think it's wonderful to be self-expressed and it, and if you can find what makes you happy in life and sexually, like pursue that and go for it and don't have shame about it and find people in your life that you can share that with, you can maybe do that with, you know, whatever your proclivities, your kinks, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's into it too. 100%. Yeah. And um, also a quick shout out to the asexual folks that, oh yeah, you know, they, there's also ways for those people to find what they love, whether, you know, that's just connecting with other people in artistic, creative ways, whatever. I definitely didn't, don't want to like leave anyone feeling like, well, some people aren't into sex. So what the fuck Fair are enough. you talking about? Yeah. So, Anyway, shout out to those folks. Yeah. You know, we're, we're. But still, I think it's like, it always comes back to the idea of like self inquiry, right? It's like really asking yourself some questions, talking to people, exploring. trying things, yeah. and not being ashamed of like. I, I mean, I think that's so cool that it's like, oh, I'm not poly anymore. I'm not as into BDSM as maybe I once was. Like, but you had to like try those things, right? To be like, I did. You know what? <laughs> and you well, know what? I'm still trying. I mean, you know, yeah. I, the dude that was, you know, all about eating my pussy the other day like <laughs> he was like i would really love to tie you up i think we should go to a rope workshop and i was like yes oh fun no like i've been wanting to date someone who like wants to like learn it and do it right and i'm like yeah. you're awesome like yeah that's great who knows where this is gonna go but that's fantastic yeah. you know and um i think it's really good to yeah to try stuff you yeah. know how lucky are we to be in new york where like seriously because oh, yeah. I've, oh, yeah. I've researched rope workshops and there's like seven a week in different <laughs> studios oh, yeah, yeah. Different i mean probably you know. the only place is better than here is san francisco for that kind yeah. of yeah. show yeah. yeah totally or yeah. berlin maybe i don't know i, oh, I have this yeah. idea of berlin that might not be accurate um, i think it's accurate <laughs> oh no it's accurate <laughs> all right cool we, totally keep, we keep joking about or not joking but actually talking about doing sex tourism in, in berlin yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, That's I guess, good. I yeah. guess like <laughs> what you're talking about these phases, it's like, we also like one thing that will always have, we just change, we'll, we'll all change over time forever. And like, you, yeah. And it sounds like you've had so many chapters in your life that were so cool and exciting. And like, now you're entering this new one. Uh, I did see you were on Billy's podcast. <laughs> you're just reading my mind. That was yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say like, let's check in about that. How is monogamy going and how's, how, what's, yeah. what's, what's new since then? Um, well, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny. I think he called me like a reformed slut or reformed whore and it's uh, like, but, 
Real quick, I'll just say Billy Persida, the Man Whore podcast. It's like four or five episodes ago. Yeah, we had a blast. Yeah. And it's so funny because he and I kept hearing about each other through like the poly yeah. and, and comedy scenes, but like finally fucking met. And it was like, oh, yeah, duh, got to do your podcast. But um, yeah, you know, it, I, I'm not reformed. I just, my choices have changed. Yeah. I just, yeah. I had trouble finding a primary partner in the poly world. If I mm-hmm. meet someone now who, after building a solid foundation, which was kind of always how I felt. Mm. Um, if we, after, you know, creating a partnership, a relationship together, if we then want to like go out and go to parties, yeah. I'm so open to that. Yeah. yeah, I just want a partner. I want my emotional partner person to go and live life together. It's like the sex parties are an afterthought for me. And I also think that you should have wild, amazing sex with your partner you know, don't be poly as a way to fix something that's not working because I've seen people do that and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, dating vanillas, uh, can be quite abysmal. Um, (laughs) there are, there are a lot of stupid people in the world. Really? Mostly men. But, um, I I also don't, I also don't actively seek women, although I am going to a lesbian speed dating event on Thursday with my cousin and I'm super excited about it. Oh, with your cousin. Maybe you two will end up in a threesome together. (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. Um, no, I mean, I love my cousin. She's awesome, but yeah, yeah. I'm not going to fuck We're her. We're too old for um, that shit. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, here's the thing. I never didn't want to date women. I just wasn't successful in dating women. Ugh, tell me about it, sister. It's so hard. Well, and also for whatever reason, I guess because of my alpha personality, a lot of women that I tried to date put me or assumed that I was comfortable in the dominant role and I'm not like as a partner like as a you know I I joke around I say like alpha in the street sub in the sheets you know (laughs) and well yeah that's actually an interesting I have a friend who is in that world and she um she is way more subby than people assume because she's tall uh, what's how do you deal with that (laughs) right in case case she's listening like uh, well I would say um you know I guess like try to be honest about it, you know, um, even on the first date the other night, I mean, granted this guy was like super unusual and like above and beyond and really wanted to get to know me and, and ask some really thoughtful questions. We, we even did some of the, um, the 36 questions that make you fall in love. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. He was like, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, that's adorable. That's awesome. Right. So, and, and literally he had given me the wrong address to the place we were meeting. And so when I got out and I realized out of the subway and I realized that he was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And literally left the bar to meet me up the street. Oh. So I didn't have to like walk by myself. Nice. The two avenues. Is this like, the guy that eats pussy like a yeah. gentleman also? Gentleman yeah. through and through. Gentleman pussy. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Um, but, uh, so one of the questions I I think one of the 36 questions was like, you know, what do people not know about you or, you know, what would you tell people that they may not know? I I don't know if it was one of their questions or something that he asked that was like their questions. And I said, you know, my public persona is very different than my, not all that different. Like my comedy is very much like, Oh, I was sitting at the bar with Rachel having a martini and she was telling me about this crazy date she had. Like that's kind of my comedy. But I think a lot of people don't realize that I'm like, actually quite sensitive. I'm Mm -hmm. intuitive. I'm empathic, the Reiki master. And, 
And that, you know, yeah, I am kind of like a, you know, a subby, sweet little lady that, you know, (laughs) but that's, I don't show that to people because like that's, that's what I save for, for home. Yeah. Um, I mean, so many assumptions get made about even just comedian, even if we weren't talking about sex, people assume, oh, you're a comedian. That means you're confident and you don't give a fuck what people think. And I can give you unsolicited feedback and your feelings won't be hurt. Meanwhile, like like, comics and actors are like the most sensitive people on earth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I can deal with rejection very well, but it, yeah, of course we're sensitive. But yeah, I guess so my advice to your friend would be like, be vulnerable and try to be upfront about it and, you know, kind of squeeze into the conversation. Like, you know, I I may have this like uber confident alpha sort of persona that you're witnessing and and yeah, this is how I am in the world. But just just so you know, I am a little bit more submissive in the bedroom and you know, that's, that's my preference, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't mind switching it up, but I don't yeah. want to be in charge all the time. No. Right. Right. Oh, how exhausting. Uh, so how are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm so curious. Are you doing this the old fashioned way now? Like dating, trying to meet a partner? Is this like friends of friends, <laughs> she apps, rolls like all that shit? <laughs> I've been doing some online crap. Yeah. Um, the thing that's cool is that the the older and more experienced I am, I get more and more discerning. So mm-hmm. I'm able to really not waste my time. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, some people don't make it past the text message, sure. past the phone call. I chatted with a guy the other day who um, was really into, um, you know, getting pegged. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, good for you, man. Like, you know, yeah. like good for being so honest about it. And we had a wonderful conversation, talked on the phone for like an hour and a half. And then like on text message, he like got really weird and passive aggressive and like subby mm. and was kind of like, you know, you were so this way. And now that you're on text, I was like, dude, it's text. It's not t-. Yeah. like, yeah, we had a great phone conversation uh, just because I, I don't write you a novel doesn't mean anything. And I'm looking forward to meeting you. And he just got really super weird. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, so for me, I'm kind of like, I don't mind if you want me to peg you, but you can't be <laughs> yeah, I like, can't super be, submissive. I can't be emotionally babysitting you. No. Yeah. From the get go. No, I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't wait to hear where this adventure leads. Yeah, Uh, we we shall see. It sounds like the gentleman has promise based on his first, uh, you know, as an outsider looking in, I'm pulling for him. But, you know, go to go to your speed dating. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, who knows? I, I don't mean, know why I'm taking this like ownership approach to this. Like. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, my, my roommate calls me a power bottom, essentially. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I could see myself dating like, you know, kind of like a, a like a female like volleyball player. You know, nice. like she's just like, she's just like, this, this, is, my, this is my woman. Yeah. You know, like I would need a strong, I don't want to say like masculine or butchy, you know, but like just it's the energy for me yeah. with a person. Yeah. It's really the energy. Um, yeah. Cause you know, I, I've dated some beautiful women that like just, oh, they were so subby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> need a tough Two subs together. Just, just yeah. not, it doesn't work. Well, you, you make use of a Netflix account, you know, watch a lot of TV. <laughs> Bad joke, not a, not a funny it's joke. It's like I'm not following this. Sort of a half joke. All. I'll work on that one. Yeah, jot it down on your legal. The point pad. is, you do a lot of things that maybe aren't sex. Yes. Uh, yeah, mm. lesbian bed death, as they like to say. Oh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> LBD. Does that happen yeah. inside a U-Haul? I mean, <laughs> you know a girl. 
my god. Well, this was amazing the whole time until that flub of a joke. Oh, I just tried oh, to flub. Uh, Let it go. But I Water love off it. a duck's back, hon. Yeah, it's Come gone. On. It's gone. Uh, <laughs> but you two are great. Rachel, you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me. You're welcome. You should come back sometime. Okay, Re- great. Keep recording this whole podcast. Perfect. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure to to chat with you. Yes. yes. We please, love chatting with you. Please follow the one Rachel Green on yes, Instagram. The one, one. The number one. The numeral the one. one. The one. Uh, support Venus Flytrap. Buy the book when they come out with their book. I'm really oh doing some God, vision boarding s- here. I love this. Uh, this is I, awesome. I just believe in you two. You're such a cool duo. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, and it's... An, uh, it's a really important vehicle that you're using, like that comedy is bringing this sort of information out into the world. I'm currently obsessed with becoming a sex educator. I've been like looking at this one school that I want to do a program. <laughs> so I'm I really here for lot, it. I have a lot of friends in that, that world. Cool. So we'll talk, we'll talk offline. Cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, we we have a Venus flytrap tomorrow, but it is sold out. Yeah, of oh, course, it is. Always is. Um, it's Jack's birthday, so I oh, think cool. people are super excited. Awesome. Great. Yeah, um, but our next uh, we're going February seventh. We're going up to Rochester. Nice. Uh, we're gonna be at Comedy at the Carlson, and then oh, I've heard about that room. Yeah, yeah it should be interesting. Uh, Madeline Smith is bringing us out yeah, there. She's, she's lovely. Great. And, you know um, Madeline. Yeah, that's who loves me, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who doesn't? Come on. But she like really lets me know every time. <laughs> She's good like that. She's, She's like, she I is. love you she guys. She is good yeah. like that. Yeah. Very, I'm like, you're great too. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It is nice when people are super effusive. Yeah. I had a fan tell me in Vegas that she worships me. That, <laughs> I was like, wow. That's amazing. Wow. You're I, like, well, you're too subby. So thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want somebody to worship me. <laughs> oh, my fans can be as savvy as they want. Woo! I'd prefer to be doing the worshiping. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, I'd probably make a good pro dom, but um, yeah. a 100%. <laughs> I just, I haven't tried it yet. Um, yeah, I have thought about being a, a, a fin dom, but. Um, well, they also say with doming, you, it, you actually do have to be super sensitive because you have to be sensitive to what the other person oh, yeah. is. And the, emp- and the empathy is like and, strong. And the best doms have you know done sub stuff so they mm-hmm. could see what that's yeah. like yeah um yeah you know i would um i i, I don't know who knows but the, the part with me though is that i'm so sensitive is that i'd be afraid that you know i couldn't leave it behind when right. i you know yeah, yeah. when you like leave the dungeon yeah. like you yeah, know yeah, yeah i'd be thinking about that shit yeah i don't know well when you leave a role from acting well actually i guess some actors can't do that so if you if you struggle with that now as an actor, maybe you would struggle with that. I don't know. Talk to Deb Lerman about it. Acting is different because acting... <laughs> Was it Deb Lerman? No, but Lerman? acting oh. is fake. Right. It's made oh, up. Oh, yeah, that's it's, true. It's pretend. You get... Like, I just did SVU, right? So you... I, I was on set and I was like, oh, God, I love this. I was like, we get to dress up and then play pretend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what is amazing about acting is... And I get what you're saying. Like, if you do a deeply dramatic role, yeah. it can be difficult because you're you're really, really in it but honestly 80 percent of the time that you're doing acting is just super fun yeah yeah you know yeah um yeah Yeah. well cool this is fascinating and (laughs) i'm a huge fan Uh, thank you we appreciate you coming out to our neighborhood and going to nunez getting some chicken and rice (laughs) Uh, supporting the local flair and yeah uh, thanks everybody for listening and uh we will see y'all later thanks rachel thanks for having me Bye. Bye. (laughs) Maybe that.
that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing. 